Shelly Martin Podcast. Hi, and thank you for joining us for episode 16 of the Jelly Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Rod Jans. On the Jelly Marketing Podcast, we ask global industry leaders from world-class brands to share their best practices, stories, innovations, and more to help you move your agency, business, or organization ahead. Our topic for today is how to amplify your content. Our guest, Leah Gregg, is from the award-winning independent creative agency, Rethink, where she's the director of amplification. Be sure and stay tuned to the end of the interview where we find out what Leah likes to spread on her toast. Episode number 16, here we go. Hi, Leah. Thanks for joining me on the Jelly Marketing Podcast. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to to chat and jam. I'm excited to jam and jelly, jelly jam. (laughs) Leah (laughs) Leah is the director of amplification at Rethink. And uh, yeah, it's an interesting job title. Maybe we'll we'll dive into that a little bit more. Exactly what you do at Rethink in, in a sec. But I'm wondering, you know, where did you first become interested in marketing? Oh, great question! I wish I had some kind of nice romantic story about seeing Apple's infamous 1984 spot and as a toddler and getting a twinkle in my eye. But uh, I think it was a much more complicated process than that. And really, it was uh, just within my university education, hearing more and more about uh, marketing and communications and and getting a passion for words and pictures that kind of sparked my interest. And uh, a small little uh, anecdote is really... uh, there's a, a magazine called Archive, uh, and at the time, this was like uh, late 90s, it was uh, very expensive in chapters, so we'd get a cup of coffee from the Starbucks next door and, and sit in the chapters and thumb through it and look at, you know, creative uh, shared and submitted from around the world, and so that's a, a real moment I remember being like, it's people's jobs to be a part of this, that's so cool, uh, and that was really what got me excited about the advertising industry. Did you have some other jobs in the industry before you joined Rethink or did you go right from university into into Rethink? Yeah, I I was very fortunate to be a part of the awesome in-house communications team at Union Gospel Mission for 5 years right out right out of university and and really, you know, at that same time we had a very uh, trusting leadership that was really empowering and and wanted the team to, you know, experiment and try new things and uh, you know, in parallel uh, a lot of these social networks were becoming real things. Uh, I've shared with a few uh, interns around the office that uh, back in my day, no, but uh, at that time, like Twitter was becoming a thing and uh, you would go to like tweet ups and talk about Twitter and, and be in a physical space together and share on Twitter about being in that physical space and use hashtags and kind of learn all about that. Uh, so these kind of these two things were kind of, you know, my career was starting out and then the social web was growing more and more and we were seeing the birth of the platforms of Twitter and Facebook and beyond. But yeah, that was that was really my uh, first, I think my first job title there, which Dwight Schrute, if you're an Office fan, would have loved. But I think my official title was like assistant to the communications team. Uh, <laughs> and then from there, you know, grew and, and, and did a lot of different things. So I was an assistant regional manager. I was assistant to the regional manager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I, I am an office fan. Yeah. I, I love the reference. That's okay. really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so kind of how it all began, really, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I've talked to a number of people who, in the in the communications and marketing business, who've had an experience like yours, like organizations wanted to adopt 
these new platforms, but you know, we kind of had to learn on the fly, didn't we? Like, like you said, like Twitter was just coming out and the social web was just being discovered. And yet organizations and companies, they wanted, some of them wanted to get involved right away. And we had to kind of figure out, okay, how do you, how do you do this for someone? Or how do you do this for an organization? How do you make it useful for a company? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a, a really big theme too, is like, you know, you're kind of, at the, the nexus point of these, you know, platforms evolving and changing. And, and even now, you know, thinking of where things are at now versus, you know, where Facebook is now versus where it started, it's completely different. You know, when Facebook, Facebook first launched, they didn't have a newsfeed, you know, that now we spend most of our time in newsfeed on Facebook. So yeah, it's really interesting to be, you know, at the, the, the genesis points of these when, you know, there's, there's no real, real rule book to follow, not really a guidebook what our best practices, I don't know, these are, you know, new and emerging. And it's a really experimental time. But at the same time, you know, you want to do best by your clients when, you know, these social networks were first becoming a thing. And yeah, I want to share learnings, but at the same time, keep, keep growing. Yeah, it's, it's a fascinating space. For so, sure. So you were at Union Gospel Mission for a while for four years. And did you go to yeah. re- rethink after that? Yeah, I did. I actually, uh, and so how that kind of came to be is, um, as part of my role at UGM, I was, uh, our, our in-house photographer and, and met a ton of different people doing that and, uh, connected with a, an awesome photographer and local illustrator, uh, as well as world renowned art director named Carson Ting. And so we connected on a side project actually. And, um, yeah, I kind of, he knew he was part of Rethink at that time. And I, you know, had seen, uh, you know, always been a fan of their work. And yeah, kind of connected with him and like, hey, do you know anybody there? And, you know, he looped me in with the great group. And it's uh, been almost five years now with Rethink since that, that initial meeting and, and connection point. What was the transition like going from a nonprofit to a business like Rethink? Uh, it's a great question. I think a lot of your time in the nonprofit space, you know, it is wearing lots of different hats uh, and trying different things. And, and I think that was definitely a, a good skill to have honed in, um, uh, in, you know, transitioning into agency life. But yeah, it was a, my kind of philosophy heading into it is, you know, I can't control, you know, how much I know or how much other people know, but I, I can, you know, work as hard as I possibly could. And, and I can, I can sweat more. So that was kind of the approach is, you know, just keep, keep on going and uh, trying and, and bringing your best every day. And, and thankfully, uh, everyone has been happy to see me <laughs> uh, show up for work every day. So that's good. But yeah, it's, it, but you're right. There was a, a real, a real difference in you know being uh, a Peter Reek. I don't know. Have you guys chatted with Peter Reek on the podcast? He's oh yeah, a, he's, we we've interviewed yeah, Peter. He and he's, a, he's a good friend of Jelly Marketing. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry, I missed that one, Peter. Um, but uh, he he uh, has a great analogy about you know snorkeling. If you're you know within the agency world, if you're snorkeling with you know working on lots of different brands, or you know on the client side of you know deep scuba diving within that one context and one brand, and I think that was the uh, the biggest shift is you know working. Uh, with a lot of different variety, which is fabulous and working, you know, with a lot of uh, different business needs and objectives versus, you know, being solely focused on, on one brand's mission and one, one objective and, and one sole goal. Um, yeah, that was, that was a, the, I would say the biggest kind of, kind of frame of reference to change for sure. 
and tell us a little bit more about Rethink. What do they do? And what does, this is a two-part question, what does the director of amplification do (laughs) at at Rethink? Yes. Great question. Well, Rethink is uh, an independent creative agency that was founded in Vancouver in 1999 uh, by three founding partners, uh, Chris Staples, Ian Grace, and Tom Schapansky. And uh, we still have the great fortune to work alongside them every single day and, and soak up their wisdom and insights. And uh, we've expanded across Canada. We're um, able to represent a lot of fabulous national clients such as Molson Canadian and A&W and Shaw. And we also uh, work on a lot of great regional brands like like Coast Capital Savings, Playland, and Science World. Uh, and that's just to name a few. Tons more on our sites. But uh, yeah, we now have offices in Toronto as well as Montreal. And what do you do? What does the director of amplification yes. do? <laughs> what do I do as part of that? Yeah. <laughs> so part of my role really uh, engineering our ideas, contents, campaigns, project launches, projects to get talked about across and spread across the social web. And uh, it's a real mix of, you know, rethinking public relations, earned media, media relations, as well as using paid tactics uh, that all of our social platforms now offer um, to really connect with the most relevant audiences, whether that's, you know, a writer at a, at a publishing outlet we want to connect with, or it's, you know, an individual within our, our target audience. It sounds like there's a bit of a mix, but is it mostly, do you do mostly online amplification or are you trying to do PR in both, both worlds? Totally. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of blurred lines, but yeah, it's a, a real range of everything really. You know, um, if we're do, creating, you know, a real experience that we want people to enjoy, but also, uh, have a media event around that, that would, that's one component as well as then packaging up that experience as a piece of content, uh, that connects with audiences that, you know, weren't, weren't there to experience it. So yeah, it's a, it's a range of everything for sure. How do you stay on top of things in the marketing world? Do you have like a favorite blog or podcast or mentor or anything like that? What, what do you do to stay and uh, keep growing and keep learning? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a that's something I love to ask lots of other, you know, the all the smart people around me for sure, <laughs> um, because it is such a vast, vast landscape of, you know, any number of sources, I think. For me, uh, there's a few thought leaders I really enjoy and, and soak up everything they share. Uh, and one of those would be, uh, he's kind of a media commentator, uh, as well as someone who's participated in the space would be Ryan Holiday. Uh, he's a, you know, brilliant guy who's written a handful of books around, you know, kind of the pulling the curtain back on the media landscape and, and how, or, you know, the earned media scene works with a few books, but has a lot of vast interests, one of them being within Stoicism and the philosophies of the Stoics. So, uh, yeah, he has a range of writings that I really enjoy and, and someone who thinks critically about the space and contributes regularly in places like Medium and beyond. So that's that's one individual. And then in terms of like actual you know, the go-to sources, I think it, it's all individual based on what people like. But yeah, I enjoy having a, a using a Twitter list still about individuals I follow as well as kind of aggregated uh, spots, you know, with, with your, your classic Mashables and, you know, Wall Street Journals and Forbes kind of pulling in uh, analysis of, of what's going on and, and talking about uh, as, you know, shifts are happening. Someone like The Verge, an outlet like The Verge is another one I really enjoy, has everything around range of like kind of gear reviews talking about oh new drone technology here's how you know this you know the new dji phantom works um and also like critique and and kind of 
con- concise conversation about, you know, what's happening within the social platforms and what's changing. So, yeah, kind of a, a, ro- a wide range of things for sure. And besides the Jelly podcast, of course. That's <laughs> Yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Another great spot. Yeah. And while we're giving plugs, we should just, I just want to say you did a, such an awesome job of emceeing the uh, Canadian Internet Marketing Conference. Did you look like you were having fun? Was that a good time for you? Okay. That was the best time. I, <laughs> I really, really enjoyed it. And I'm very uh, thankful for everyone who said nice things about it because it, it's something that you're, you're, you're hoping if you're, you're making a joke that there's not crickets. So yeah, everyone was really wonderful, uh, received, you know, uh, very humbling, uh, feedback and very thankful for that. And, uh, I've been asked by that awesome crew to, to be a part of the event next year. So I'm really honored and thrilled and excited to, uh, see see what we can do together and and kind of the new kind of fun we can have and and you know part of what i really enjoy is uh kind of debriefing the the best of the internet that happens for everybody so if we yeah, have i think that'd be a fun thing to look at doing on twitter leading up to the next event that's for sure so people, sure yeah people hmm. who aren't familiar with the canadian internet uh, marketing conference i just want to uh, give a little plug to that and just say it's, yeah. it's probably an ape do they have they given you a date yet it's probably in april in squamish bc again yeah and, i believe so yeah and some just of the top, right yeah. top brands in the world and you did such a great job of there was panels and individual speakers and uh, it was funny it was fun it was really a light-hearted enjoyable event and and you had a lot to do with that i thought it was it was really good ah geez two kinds <laughs> yeah and, and a fabulous organization and and you know great crew kind of making sure it was every point like had the possibility for connection uh with your peers and i think that's a really exciting uh, you know thing to facilitate an event like that i mean the space was incredible you know we i kind of take for granted in our own backyard squamish but it's a such a beautiful spot to be and they really incorporated the outdoors within you know sometimes you think oh, a couple day conference i'm gonna be locked in a conference room but they did a fabulous job um picking the venue and making sure people could have fun with that and yeah lots of amazing amazing industry leaders sharing you know insights you know the the folks from WestJet sharing a couple of kind of pieces along the way. And yeah, it was just an incredible time together for sure. Yeah. I love those WestJet ads and they, it was, it was, it was cool to have the person yeah. there that was on the team that was largely responsible for mm-hmm. that kind of pull back the curtain and, and let us see what went on behind the scenes. It was, that was really awesome. Yeah, it it had like definitely big city learning and then also like a small town feel. I know someone's feedback about the event was like, it was amazing to like see these thought leaders share, you know, their their real time insights and things they've learned on these huge campaigns and then be able to have a beer with them at the pub after because, you know, it's a small town. So everyone's kind of going to the same mingling events. So yeah, neat access and, and a great time away for sure. So back to your role at Rethink. It sounds like you're doing a combination of marketing and PR. I'm just wondering if you have any tips or advice from us based on your area of expertise. What's what's something that's really working for you right now? Maybe two or three things if you have if you have a couple sure. things on on your mind that you could share with us, that'd be great. Sure. Yeah, and and another piece I would kind of add to that as well is how all of that lives as content. I think that's that's what's critical in in designing whether it's an experience or, you know, a more uh, you know, harder working information about a product is it all it all needs to live as content within a social feed. And we know now uh, the most latest research that's coming out is is Facebook's properties is what's dominating Canadians' attention, whether it's 
within Facebook Messenger or or news or um, sorry Instagram. So uh, really, you know, making sure the whatever you know we're sending out or whatever kind of content experiences we're created are really creating are really engineered for that Facebook newsfeed environment. And I think for me, it always uh, kind of comes back to to relevance, uh, making sure wherever we're uh, you know, who are, who are reaching out to about that or when, you know, our tactical ad unit is switching on about that is, is that there's something in it for the audience we're trying to reach. And, and there's something inherent, inherently social and shareable that, you know, recognizes we want to reach this individual and we want them to give a shit about it. And, and here's, here's why. So it's kind of resolving kind of for a few things, but I think the key piece is really engineering everything for that social newsfeed experience and, and all of the kind of tactics that come along with that. And then the next piece is always considering uh, how relevant what it is we're sharing is to the audience, the end audience we're trying to reach. So whether that's a publisher or whether that's an individual, it, it has to work for that audience. So those would be kind of the two main themes I'm really uh, honing in on and, and focusing uh, on how to both have things thrive in, in all of those kind of environments. When if, would you mind describing the process at Rethink? Like say I'm, I'm Molson Canadian and I come to you guys and I'm saying, let's do another project together. What would the, <laughs> what would the process be and where would you find yourself involved in that process? Sure. Yeah. Well, and it, I would say it totally varies on, you know, what that project looks like, but kind of give an overview, uh, let's say of, of, uh, you know, the, how it goes from, uh, start to, to, um, the awesome, uh, people might be familiar with the awesome, uh, beer fridge that opened when you, when you put your passport into it, your Canadian passport was able to recognize Canadians around the world and, and, um, recognize their Canadianness and, and open, uh, and, and share, share a beer with one another. So, uh, yeah, I think there's a, a lot of different steps. And, you know, first it starts with having an awesome client like that who, who wants to reach audiences in a way that's relevant to them and uh, teaming up with our, our great account group and, you know, how it works within, you know, our agency is uh, they, they craft the brief and the brief gets shared with a creative team. Uh, and that creative team, part of our creative process here, and we have some great assets on the site, but of how that creative team works is uh, in the rethink process is really first idea, your best idea is either your first or your hundredth, but you won't know until you get to a hundred. So really exploring all options and avenues and, and ways into into that concept um, and where you kind of land on. And, and there's a lot of paths not taken until you kind of reach the ones that you think will will work the best and, and meet the client's needs the most and also uh, reach, reach the audience. And um, that's kind of the beginning process there and and we evaluate everything based uh on a uh, again another analogy it has to be clear it has to be relevant uh whatever we present and want to move ahead with has to be achievable uh have to work within timelines and, and budgets uh it has to be fresh uh, it has to be true and it has to be inherently social so that's all uh fits under a nice banner of crafts uh with with a c clear yeah um and uh, as we kind of move through that piece, I, I plug in uh, varying parts of the process. So I have the great fortune to um, plug in with our account group and, and talk about briefs and, and making sure uh, we're clear on all the tactics we want to apply. And then I have the, the really fun job of plugging in with our awesome award-winning creative teams and, and talk about, you know, kind of just bring some some 
relevant examples or insights or, you know, kind of different new tactics that are available to us that we could use. And so kind of keeping up to speed on, on what's available to us or how is Facebook autoplay working right now? And, you know, all that kind of part of the whole broad ecosystem, those smaller pieces that are, that are, you know, uh, affecting our final creative output. So yeah, that's kind of along the way how I plug in. And then as we uh, move towards having a, you know, a complete, complete kind of content experience or, you know, whatever that looks like, then I uh, build a, a build out an amplification plan with our account group and our teams on, you know, how to then we have this, let's say it's a piece of content and how can we amplify that to, you know, earn attention and work within tactical ad units to, yeah, reach the audiences we, we want it to reach. What's, what's an award-winning project that you guys have worked on and uh, what do you think set it apart? I mean, there's a, uh, we're, we're very fortunate to have received uh, a lot of great recognition and we're truly humbled by it. I think most recently our work uh, with A&W Canada has received a lot of attention in the, by the Cassies and that's an interesting award show that, you know, it, it talks about the creative side aspect of the campaign, but also really focuses on real results. And I think um, seeing A&W really take great strides in improving their, their wanting to improve their ingredients and, you know, really caring about what goes into their food and, and their real approaches, you know, good food makes good food. And so having that message work that, you know, is communicating to Canadians that, you know, we've, we've changed things, but we're still, you know, you're, you're still, uh, your favorite, your favorite drive-in at heart. Uh, there's lots of passion for a great brand like that and, and lots of inherent, uh, connection and nostalgia as well. So, uh, yeah, that's a campaign that, you know, everyone is very proud of and, and they're a wonderful team to work with there at A&W. And, uh, that's, that's the most recent one that's coming to mind that, uh, has been recognized for both you know, creatively reaching in the execution of that, but also having real, real good uh, results for the brand. I think it's brilliant to have real people like in those ads, they have, you've got the one personality that the guy who's, yes, you know, he's, Alan. he's great, Alan. Yeah. Yeah. But then having actual real people, I know someone who is in one of those commercials, but to have them say, oh, that's great that these are all natural ingredients. Cause it's, it's hard for a uh, you know, a quote unquote fast food restaurant to kind of change their image and say, Hey, we've got healthy foods. But when it's someone on the street saying, Oh, that's great that you're using all natural beef or whatever it happens to be. Mm-hmm. It's just a really, it's a good third party endorsement, really, really smart way to, to approach things and very, very believable rather than A and W saying, Oh, we've changed our ways and we're doing, you know, yada, yada, yada. It's just yeah. getting the public's opinion, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, back to your question about, kind of people who influence me and, and help me form, you know, my approach to digital strategy. It's, uh, there's a content creator uh, called Casey Neistat. He's one of, you know, my absolute favorite YouTubers. And uh, uh, if, you know, the audience isn't familiar with him, he's a definitely recommend looking him up on YouTube. And, and he's uh, someone who has a, a formal background in filmmaking, but is really choosing to become and is really reinventing kind of a daily video vlog. Uh, and has, you know, along his career journey has worked a lot on branded content, uh, with brands like J. Crew and Nike was one of the most notable ones. And, uh, he talks about people now because of social have an inherent detector. And if, you know, we're feeling like something, you know, isn't true or it isn't real, you know, we immediately categorize it as, you know, uh, 
kind of this monologue from this older time frame that you know we just don't want to pay attention to and we want to you know we want to see something else so i think yeah it's it's a great that you're kind of having that feedback of yeah it's it's real people having this experience and and talking about that so yeah it's an interesting time and interesting space for sure to be sharing a message like that and especially with such robust participation on on social platforms people will give you that feedback if they're not feeling that way so yeah it's good it's uh gold stars across the board for sure well great leah thanks you thank you for sharing all that information about your job and rethink oh, and pr course. and marketing and all that kind of stuff <laughs> yeah. we've got a few final questions and these okay are, sure these aren't necessarily marketing related these are just kind of fun okay Lay it give, on. give us a little insight into leah greg here we okay go. okay and your answer doesn't have to be jelly on this question but okay because we are the jelly marketing podcast what do you like to spread on your toast my number one favorite thing to spread on toast is nutella i love <laughs> it it's so good and it's a definite treat it's not one of those things uh, i personally have the uh disposition to do every day but uh yeah it's uh when your toast is warm and, you know, perfectly toasted and you get a little Nutella in there. It's pretty sweet. Right on. <laughs> what do you do to handle stress? Oh, great question. Uh, two things. One is running. I really enjoy running and it is an awesome reset to kind of just, if something's frustrating you, personal life, professional life, you just throw on a pair of running shoes. You can do it anywhere pretty much. Uh, and that kind of helps blow up some steam. And then uh, another favorite thing is I am fortunate to be a part of a workout gym called Tight Club. And they have a, it's, you know, very great exercise. And, and what they do is there's a move specifically with a medicine ball called ball slams. And you have this medicine ball above your head and you just get to throw it down on the ground. And it's very gratifying <laughs> to kind of just, again, blow off some steam in a really uh, easy way. Yeah. So those would be two, two things I enjoy doing. Are you an iPhone person or an Android person? I'm an iPhone person. And I have to say I'm an iPhone, you know, right now a six plus and I get teased quite a bit about carrying around an, an iPad, but I enjoy it. It's a, it's a great way to share things as well. You know, you see, you know, you come back from a, you know, a lot of us are coming back from summer vacation and you kind of get to show a couple people, scroll through some photos together. It's great to kind of share those phone moments in real life with people around you. Do you have a favorite app on your iPhone? Oh man, it's hard to pick just one. So I'll, I'll, I will pick two if that's okay. Sure. One is Slack. We use Slack a ton, uh, for teamwork uh, on projects. So Slack is a great one. They have a great app. Um, and then the other one I use the most is a photo, photo editing one to get the perfect, the perfect Instagrams filters, um, is one called Faded. And I really enjoy that one for editing photos. And they have some cool kind of analog effects you can put on top of your photos, like light leaks and different stuff. Um, but yeah, some people, you know, treat Instagram differently and don't, or the no filter, hashtag no filter crowd. But yeah, I enjoy, enjoy that one as well. I'll have to look that up. I, I like filters. I'm okay with filters. Yeah, I'm okay with it, right? I mean, yeah. we can't be too hard on ourselves. Yeah, I mean, as part of you know my education, I really enjoyed uh, doing uh, photography classes. And back back then, it was uh, you'd spend a lot of time in a dark room, so you got to pro, you know developing and processing. It was all part of the experience. So my uh, 
my loft in Vancouver is too small to have my own dark room. So I just think of it as my own little portable <laughs> and it's so dangerous to have those chemicals in your life probably. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I like kind of carrying around my little pocket, de- you know, developer kind of thing. <laughs> Do you have a favorite life or business hack to share some shortcut loophole that makes your life easier? Okay. I would have to say my favorite shortcut in business loophole would be striving to be the shortcut for everyone around me. If there's ever, uh, you know, if, and that would be something I would say to encourage anyone else who's hoping to, you know, get their start uh, within, you know, the advertising industry and beyond and even just, you know, kicking off your career is uh, always being that person that is able to have a solution uh, that is efficient. And I, and I don't mean it in a way that's kind of cutting corners, but in a way that um, we're able to find a more efficient way of doing, doing something that's not getting done potentially. And I think that, yeah, just being a shortcut to everyone around you is, is something that I, I hope uh, people recognize in me, but it's kind of an attitude I, I've wanted to apply to, to everything. You know, if, if something's not working uh, or we can't figure out how something works, you know, find, find three solutions and, you know, talk to your team about what works best. But that would, that would be my number one. I like it. It's almost like be part of the solution and not be part of the problem. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Good. One. Yeah. Cause yeah. Cause and it also, it, you know, it really helps you. I mean, uh, starting, a, you know, in a new environment and you don't really know people and, and, and it's a, uh, you know, whether, and again, whether that's school or you're starting an internship or you're starting your career at an, at an, you know, at a new business, I think it's helpful to, to demonstrate as a, you know, a first impression that, you know, or, or too, it helps when you've sc- totally screwed something up and it's like, ah, this went totally sideways. And I think, you know, that's something we could have talked about in the earlier part of our conversation too, is like when you're experimenting in the digital space and a lot of things are new and they haven't been done before. It's like, if something's not going the way you anticipated, cause that, that happens as well. It's like, hey, here's three different ways to correct it. Which way do we want to do it? And I think uh, that's a great way to build connection with people around you and, and build rapport quickly i know it's hard to choose just one but maybe for the for the purposes of this interview do you have a cause (laughs) that's near and dear to you can you choose just one yeah i think you know we talked about um my connection with union gospel mission uh earlier and i think they're a great organization who's really doing a lot to to help people you know with varying degrees of problems uh in vancouver's downtown east side and beyond so they're they're a local one that's very close to my heart but i've also been really inspired uh by charity water they're a they're a group that uh, is based in New York, but our their mission is to bring clean drinking water to everyone in, in the world. And I think that's a they're just an incredible charity to watch um, and contribute to. And th- what I love about them is, you know, you contribute and all of your funding goes directly towards providing water. And they uh, it's very innovative in that they raise all of their kind of operational costs through f- private donors and private donations so that everything that they're publicly soliciting or you publicly contribute goes directly to that cause and they provide amazing real-time feedback of if you've uh, contributed to you know a well being drilled uh, somewhere you know in Africa they're able to provide you with the GPS coordinates of that well as well as you know now they've added kind of monitoring so you can kind of see the status of it and they provide local training so uh, individuals there are able to kind of maintain things and I think they're a group that's also just celebrating their 10th anniversary so they kind of popped up on my radar again and definitely want to give them a shout out because that they're an incredible group very inspiring for what they've done in terms of just their mission but as well as how they 
communicate that mission. Uh, they're a great example of how a, a cause can use the social web to really connect uh, contributors and people from afar and feel that kind of how you're seeing your your energy and your donation be fulfilled. And finally, how can people connect with you and find out more about Rethink? Oh, great. Yes, the internet is a great place for that. So uh, I'm on Twitter, uh, at Leah Gregg, at L-E-A-H-G-R-E-G-G. Uh, also the same on Instagram. There you will see copious amounts of photos of my corgi named Miso, um, as well as my awesome partner, Jen. Uh, we we love wearing hot dog costumes when we travel. So that's, <laughs> there's no, it's, it's something that kind of started as a Halloween costume and it's just kind of become a lifestyle. So uh, <laughs> we have one for Miso the Corgi as well. Yeah, ours are, I think ours are mustard and the dogs is ketchup. So uh, it, always, always having fun. That's for sure. What's so your handle on, on Instagram? That's something that's definitely worth yeah, checking out. You don't want to miss that. Yeah. Uh, it's Leah Gregg as well. So at Leah Gregg, L-E-A-H-G-R-E-D-G. And um, yeah, the, so that's where to find me personally. Uh, creep, you know, uh, and, and as well uh, at Rethink. Uh, you can find us on all major social platforms as Rethink Canada, as well as our site as RethinkCanada.com. And yeah, reach out through there. Um, you know, we're always trying to share our learnings and results uh, on our campaigns through our blog. And that's uh, uh, something, a sec content section we have there is 140 words. So it's all of our awesome creative directors and thought leaders and partners sharing what we've learned about or a point of view about something in 140 words or less. So that's uh, some content that's available there on our site as well. Very cool. Well, thanks for taking the time to do this today. This has been a lot of fun. You shared a lot of great information. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Hope it wasn't too rambly. Yeah. <laughs> no. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to connect. <laughs> yeah. Great to connect with you too. And we'll see you at the Canadian Internet Marketing Conference in 2017. Absolutely, in the future. Yeah, looking forward to it. Let's take our flying cars. Yeah. And our hot dog yeah. outfits, if we have one. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, thanks again to Leah Gregg from Rethink for joining us on the 16th episode of the Jelly Marketing Podcast. If you'd like to check out some of the show notes and links from this episode, go to the Jelly Marketing Podcast page at jellymarketing.com and you'll find them under the blog tab of the website. Also, be sure and check us out on iTunes and leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. You can fly This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Get everything you need to keep your pets happy and healthy at Menards. Feed your canine companion the best with chicken soup for the soul. Their dog food is made with real quality ingredients. It provides well-balanced nutrition for supporting happy, healthy pets. Explore all our pet products in-store and on Menards.com.
and check out more of our great deals going on now at Menards. Save 